Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, today we're going to be talking about near-death experience and I have Miranda here and Miranda, welcome to my show and here we go. How are you today? Thank you so much for inviting me. really appreciate it, Kathy. And where are you from? You have an accent? And I'm from... Tell us where you're from. <laughs> yes, I'm from South Africa but living currently in Uruguay. Okay, and do you like it there? Love it. Absolutely wonderful, peaceful country. I invite everyone to come over. Oh, and then also to tell us about the, um, um, your experience. You had it on uh, August 14th, 2001. And uh, yes. I'm going to let you take the audience here and let you take the show. So tell us. How did it, you know, what happened to you? And Right. It actually started, um, I was at, um, admitted into hospital on August the 10th, the Friday, uh -huh. for hysterectomy. And um, the, well, doctors didn't realize that the some of my intestines got perforated. And so I got septicemia. And that over a couple of days built up to the stage by the Tuesday, the 14th of August, mm -hmm. where I, well, I literally came very close to touching death's door. Um, I was extremely weak. Um, I couldn't breathe. Um, I, I, it took all my energy to try and say a few words. And um, mm -hmm. by the Tuesday afternoon, um, I, it was really difficult for me to breathe um, and to talk. Um, I had the experience where I saw myself drifting like a ribbon through the hospital window. Mm -hmm. um, I, I clearly saw the air conditioners on top of the uh, supermarket, on the roof of the supermarket next to the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, I drifted over a valley. I saw the aloes clearly in the valley over a beach. Um, over the sea and then the next moment I was on top of a bank of clouds mm -hmm. and um, in the far right hand corner there was a spot like a, a spotlight like a sun well a sun ray turning um, like a spotlight um, and in an anti-clockwise motion it was coming towards me and I uh, put my hands out and I said father I want to come home and I heard a choir, female voices on my right hand side saying to me that it's not my time yet. I was also aware of two shadows. It's when you're sitting in the cinema at the back of, uh, right at the back and you are looking down in the front row and you see two heads, you know, the two shadows. Mm -hmm. um, so it was small. It, if you look at the whole cinema screen, these two heads only consisted of a small percentage, very small, but they made me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I immediately asked uh, for protection. Mm -hmm. So when the sunray came around again, um, I, I dove into it. Um, my, my life was at that stage a very difficult time, uh, at a very difficult time. Um, I was in an abusive marriage and mm -hmm. uh, after, um, well, my ex-husband also took very bad business decisions where we lost our home um, furniture. The bank repossessed everything, our furniture, our vehicles, our house, everything. 
which left me as the sole breadwinner for a household of five. I have adopted a mentally disabled daughter mm -hmm. and two boys of my own. Mm -hmm. And um, he he didn't want to work. So his favorite saying was, I'm in the I'm God in this house. And this is was very difficult period for me. So I really just wanted the peace. I wanted to go home. Mm -hmm. um, when the sunray came around again, I dove into it. And Mm -hmm. The absolute wonderful, peaceful, again, I cannot explain because no language has got words that can explain uh, the peace, the beauty that, uh, that we have, mm -hmm. that, uh, the calmness that I experienced. It was magical. I just remembered that why didn't I realize on earth just to lift my arm was like a five, six ton elephant and here I, I was free um it, it was so wonderful i could move around free um and i um asked god if it's not my time yet uh, mm -hmm. um, then what is my purpose on earth and i woke up the next moment in the hospital bed again mm -hmm. and from being so weak where i couldn't where I could hardly not breathe. Um, I sat up straight. I swayed my legs uh, off the bed. And um, I said to my mom, I know what's my purpose on earth. It, and, it, and I said to her, find joy, spread joy. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me, you know, are you delirious? What's wrong with you? And I said, to her, it's my purpose on earth. I asked God, what's my purpose on earth? And find joy, spread joy. And I was still a bit confused about that as well. And exactly, I wasn't sure what's the meaning? How, what do you, how do you find joy and how do you spread joy? I was confused with that. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, much later, um, my, my ex-husband who never attended any religious courses or so, he all of a sudden wanted to attend a disciple course. He only attended the one. Mm -hmm. And he came back that evening and he was explaining that um, it was about the rich man who had everything and wanted to follow uh, Jesus. And he said, you have to give up everything. And then it said, and God said, find joy in me. And that was where I realized you've got to find you, uh, the joy in him, spread the joy in him. Um, well, was a big issue for me. <laughs> uh, everyone is in charge of your own life and you want to make your own decisions. But the message to me was, you've got to virtually move back into his house, let him take care of things. I did that. Mm -hmm. And today, 20 years later, my life is totally the opposite of what I had 20 years ago. Um, I have been blessed in so many ways that I cannot begin to tell you. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Nine, nine years or eight years after that experience, I asked God again, I, I'm not going to continue with this uh, marriage of mine. And I need to know whether it's the best decision that I'm taking um, because it involves the whole family. Mm -hmm. I was married then for 22 years. Wow. Um, but if anything, should, if, if I shouldn't continue with this, then um, I'd like him to make something, or let something go wrong or let it not happen or let the paperwork go missing or something like that. Um, there were many delays mm -hmm. and the day 
that was set for the court date and where everything went through perfectly without, uh, without any fail was on the 14th of August, exactly eight years later. So wow. I got another another time, uh, another experience, well, I just say another, another opportunity in life again. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, um, two years later, I was uh, in Haiti working on, on my way to work. I, I made this request. I don't choose a partner well. Um, please help me to, uh, by, you know, by selecting my future partner, thinking in 10 years time, because I wasn't ready for a new one, uh, for a new partner soon. Um, and well, two months later, I met my soulmate. And uh, well, we've been together now 10 years and I have been the happiest person on earth in the world <laughs> uh really i i'm i cannot uh, explain uh how well, wonderful us, this person is my miranda, soulmate miranda tell us about you know the experience at, in the hospital you know you had what, two surgeries but tell tell what you know the you know what went wrong the operation that went wrong okay um well they when they operated um they didn't realize that the intestines uh, got perforated. So they, after the operation, you know, so sewed me up, but the, uh, the, the intestines being perforated started to cause septicemia. Um, and this is what built up to, from the Friday to the Tuesday, where, as I said to the surgeon, I literally felt like I touched death's door and I held my hand up uh, showing him in front of the door. I said to him like 97, 98%, that, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, but you were, if, if it told me, had they not operated on me uh, that day, that moment, mm -hmm. I would have been dead that evening. That's, those were his words. I would have died that evening um, if they didn't operate on that at, at that exact moment when they did. He said I was uh, really in a bad uh, uh, condition. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was just was, not my time. Yeah, not your time. And then you were offered uh, another surgery right after that too. And you said, no, I'm not going to do this. I okay, remember reading um, something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was uh, so. Uh, a week later, when I was supposed to be discharged now after the second operation, uh -huh. um, the the wound opened up again, and uh, the doctor wanted to operate again. Okay. And um, I I said to him, they, you know, after two operations, big ones, um, mm -hmm. I just didn't have the energy. I couldn't see myself being pushed down the hospital. A corridor again to theater I, I really just didn't have it in me so I just said to God well you told me it's not my time yet but um, it's going to be my time if if I have to go again because I really don't have the strength and I really need you to, to step in here and help me um, and the doctor told me that you know I was draining 150 milliliters per hour and uh, that was too much they they had to close it up again Mm -hmm. And I said to him, I'm going to ask for a miracle because I really cannot do it. I cannot see myself going through this again. Mm 
and um, he left and I just put my hand on my stomach and I, I prayed as hard as I could asking God to please heal this wound and the next morning when the anesthetist came up to my room to prepare me for uh, theater um, I said to him I don't think it's necessary that I need to have this operation mm -hmm. and he called the surgeon the surgeon came up they looked at the chart and he, he just said to me I think that uh, you maybe poked your finger uh, in in uh, in some hole or something because it's absolutely not possible that you can stop uh, that the drainage can stop um, like this. You you drain 150 milliliters per hour, and from lunchtime when I saw you yesterday until now, it was less than 100 milliliters. So he said it doesn't stop just like that. What did you do? And I said to him, well. I told, I told you I was just going to ask for a miracle. Uh -huh. And he just looked at the uh, nurses and he said, okay, well, then cancel the, the um, operation. Surgeries are not necessary. Wow. And uh, yeah, How I didn't need it. Um, you're one lucky canceled. lady. Well, hold on to that thought and we're going to be right back after these messages. Hi, my name is Drusilla. I am the founder and owner of Drusilla's Closet. I've created a unique system to organize your pantry and kitchen. The system also works great in various parts of your home and garage. Also in my closet, I have unique furniture, art, and decor. You can find us on Facebook, Drusilla's Closet, or call at 435-224-224. 9266. Hey, this is Sabrina, the owner of Math Beast EQ'd. I believe mathematics is the most important subject students should learn, but sometimes traditional schooling isn't enough. I have a classroom space in Bluffdale, Utah, or we can use Google Meet or Skype. Call me at 385 515 8600. Let's help your student become a beast at math so they can be a beast at life. I'm Esther, co-founder of Head and Home Horse Rescue and Equine Therapy. We have a program called the Cavalry Club, where if you join, some of the benefits are you'll get to ride horses at a fraction of the cost. You'll also get awesome discounts on riding lessons and more. Cavalry Club membership is $75 per month per person. With the membership, you get a one-hour, 30-minute riding session every week, unlimited supervised visits to the facility, discounted membership for family members who ride at the same time, discounted riding lessons, discounts for birthday parties or other events, and discounted tickets to Head & Home events. Come check us out on our website, headandhome.org where you can see photos of our horses. Come visit us to see them live. You can reach us at 801-254-1687. Thank you so much for staying with us. And uh, I'm sitting here with Miranda. And she is telling us about her extraordinary story about life after death. So we were talking about the um the experience that you had with the doctors yes are you still there yeah, with me right. yeah the, the experience with the doctors and uh and the one just was he the one that operated on you before to you know in the beginning 
So not the very first one. That my that was my gynecologist, but uh -huh. um, the second he brought in a, a general surgeon, mm -hmm. um, and so that was the general surgeon that wanted to perform the third operation. Um, very yeah. sweet person, um, and then you know uh -huh. well, he couldn't understand what went wrong or, or what happened, <laughs> um, but the operation was cancelled, and it wasn't necessary for me to to continue. With that anymore. So, and yeah, I guess some new people that jumped on board and they would like to hear just a little bit more with the story. It's, um, you, when you left your body, you felt like you were going through the window. Was there a window in your room? Yes, I was in the hospital room. Um, and it, uh, um, well, it felt definitely like I was like floating like a ribbon. Just through the window um, of the hospital, I, I think I was on the eighth or ninth floor of the hospital, mm -hmm. um, but fl floating like a ribbon uh, through the window and, as I say, um, over the valleys, um, over the beach, over the sea, until I was all of a sudden on, on top of a, a bank of clouds. Mm -hmm. And you um, said that before you... It's like I saw it yesterday. Oh, I still feel like I, it, this just happened an hour ago. It's 20 years later. Wow. But from everything in my life um, that I cannot even remember so well, this feels like it happened an hour ago. Everything is so vivid still. Wow. And you said that you, you saw air conditions on top of buildings? Yeah, I saw clearly the uh, air conditionings uh, on top of the uh, supermarket, of, on the roof of the supermarket. Um, later on, when I uh, was better, I looked out the window and I saw that. Uh -huh. Exactly what I saw with my experience, mm -hmm. um, I saw. I, I, I reconfirmed everything that I saw on the roof of that supermarket. Before, I couldn't see it because um, I was in bed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Not hardly able to to breathe, um, but yeah, no, that that's I saw all of that. Um, and I'm not doubting at all my experience because after 20 years, it's still so vivid. Um, wow, that's you know, I wrote I wrote so many times and I I told my story to friends so many times because I, I also like to um, have. A, for me, the 14th of August is is my special day, just to say thank you for giving me a second chance in life and a third chance in life. Um, so I, I have always um, celebrated that day. And you will see over the years, my story has never changed. Mm -hmm. um, it cannot change mm -hmm. because that is exactly what had happened. And it just feels like it just happened an hour ago. Wow. You should write this down. I mean, you should write a book, even if it's just 25, 30 pages you know, paperback book, just write it down and then take the proceeds of the book, you know, and of course buy more and then, or, and then also to give it to, um, uh, you know, uh, an organization for grief, people that are grieving. That's still. an excellent idea. Yeah. That's an excellent idea. When I get a bit more quiet on this side of my, um, of this side of, of, of town, um, Give them hope. Busy in a construction at the moment, and uh, definitely would like to do something in that line. Need to give um, them hope. My, my idea is to, to work with senior citizens. Yeah, yeah. Senior citizens need that comfort. Some get a little scared, and 
you know, and it's nerve-wracking, but, you know, it can go anytime, but anybody can go anytime, anybody can. But, Kathy, um, my, my, my father passed away two and a half weeks ago on the 1st of May, and um, I know what I'm saying now might sound strange or, or I don't know what the word is to, to actually use here, but uh, shocking. Um, I'm happy for my dad. Um, as much as I love my dad, I'm happy for his soul to be free, to enjoy what I enjoyed 20 years ago. Uh -huh. I don't like to use the word death because death is finished immediately and it's like you will never see the person again. It's not like that. It's better to say the energy transitioned over. You will see that person again. And um, now it's just time to be happy for that soul that has transitioned over mm -hmm. because it was time the other side was ready to collect that person and you, our time will come. It's like it's, it's, it's written in the book. Mm -hmm. Our names are written in the book. Our time is there. When it's our time, we will go. Mm -hmm. um, it's something to look forward to. There, there's nothing to be scared of. The only sad part is the people that stays behind. Mm -hmm. Those people are going to miss the person. Of course, my mom and I and my sister and my brother, we were all very, very sad and we cried. Um, and I'm going to miss my dad, but mm -hmm. we will see him again. And mm -hmm. I, I, I wish this for him. I wish for his soul to enjoy this happiness that he is now enjoying. Until it comes, until my time comes, that I can go and, um, then, and I can enjoy it. Uh huh. And then um, when you saw, you know, the, well, oh, no, not saw, when you heard the music, did you recognize the music when the angels were no. singing to you? No, I, I, no, it was just a choir of female voices that were saying to me, it's not my time yet, but so peaceful, so quiet, so calming. You know, so relaxing. Um, and it was all on my right hand side. I, I, I it's, it's so vivid. You know, all, on my right hand side, I, I heard these voices. Um, it's not your time yet. It's not your time yet. And I said, but I want to go home. I don't want to be there anymore. In fact, I also remember them saying to to me, but well, what about your child? Uh, because I still had a young young child, and I said, God will take care of him. I know he will, but I'm tired. I need to go home. I need to go home. So when the sun ray came uh, around again, I dove into the sun ray, and this is when I experienced the most beautiful. To to give you the, if I can give a comparison, mm -hmm. if you want to be relaxed, um, I don't know, anybody, everybody's got their own ways of being totally, totally relaxed. For me, if you are taking a bath and there's no soul in the house and you are dead, dead quiet and you put your head under the water and it's dead silent and you think you're relaxed. Now, if you want to compare that calm tranquility that you're experiencing to this peace that I experienced when I crossed over, that is like being at a carnival where there's a beehive around your, your head and the most horrific screaming noise and, 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 and shouting and music playing. That's how it is. Yeah. You cannot compare. There, there aren't any, there's no, nothing to compare. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely heaven. It's 
peaceful, peaceful, peaceful. So beautiful. And what you saw the um, the what sunlight? Did you say like a sunlight? Yes. Well, when I was on this embankment, the um, this it was like the sun ray was like a spotlight uh, oh, from spotlight. the far right hand corner, anti coming in an anti clockwise direction around towards me. Mm -hmm. um, the first time when I reached out to it, it pulled away from me. Um, when I heard the voices uh, saying to me, it's not your time yet. When I said, Father, I want to come home. And it moved around again, anti-clockwise, far in the back. And when it came again and when I dove in, um, I, I just remember this, this absolute freedom and thinking that why didn't I realize it was so heavy to move, you know, to lift your arm. Um, it's, it's like a ball of energy. Uh, those years, I didn't know anything about orbs and, and these things. I only saw this on television late, later years. Um, and I, in fact, I can relate to that because now um, I can see, I can kind of relate to that speck of light, that movement, that freedom, um, like they say orbs are. Could be something like that. Um, mm -hmm. All I know is just you're free. You, you, you. It's wonderful. Uh -huh, it's <laughs> I keep going over that. It's wonderful <laughs> because how, it is. Well, how it really your, is. How did your family react to your message? Like your mother, your father. How did they react to what you had to say? Uh, my my mom was very shocked and. Um, she was, of course, also concerned because I was at death's door. Um, so she was actually more concerned that um, I think she was more thinking that I was uh, delirious. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, and um, she didn't know what to make of it. Uh -huh. Here, I, I one moment I couldn't breathe, and uh, I, I, I mean I couldn't speak. Uh, it was so much e energy and effort to just breathe. And then the next moment I sit up straight, um, you know, start talking like there's nothing wrong with me. I have the energy, so much energy in me, mm -hmm. talking about what's my purpose on earth. Um, she, she didn't know, I, I think she was so shocked. Um, that was one thing. And I mean, I asked her, how long was it? Mm -hmm. Because I felt like I was gone for hours. And she said to me, no, you closed your eyes for probably two minutes. Wow. And uh, what about your father? Did your father? My dad was always a quiet, no, he's always been a quiet person and in, in the background, always just sitting, listening and uh, giving support. But he's, a, he's always been a very quiet person. So. Uh, and your, what about your children and your husband at the time? Did they have anything to my say? Children were, my, my children were. My children were were small and um they were just uh, very happy that mom was finally uh, released and discharged from hospital okay so um i think that was the, the the bigger issue um i can't actually quite recall how my ex was uh ex-husband was uh taking that um i think it was also just a matter of getting things done and you know getting his wife home and getting the children all sorted out again and so on. So I, I, I just remember uh, at one stage um, after being at home for about a month, 
going to church and I sat there and I felt like people wake up you're all just sitting there listening but it's so wonderful there's so much happening I, I felt like I I don't know if I had some energy drinks uh, too many energy drinks I just wanted to jump up and and shout and talk about how wonderful life is and how wonderful uh, our creator is because Again, I, I don't want to talk about religion because for me now, I have a different vision on, on that. Um, yes, I talk about God, but I, I believe that us human beings created religion to fight amongst each other. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. God is our creator. We are all living, be living beings in this world that has one creator. Um, and we should just give him the love and show him the love because that is what he is, mm -hmm. love. That's, wow. that's it. They, they, we shouldn't talk about other religions and so on. It's just love. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this well, this is an extraordinary experience for you, and and also to give the joy to others. And from so far away, from another continent, I am so happy that you had the opportunity to come on my show. And how thank your you so story. much for inviting me. And please, Miranda, please write a book do even if it's just 25 30 pages make it simple reading really pretty like really small like five by eight just something uh -huh. that you can grab and and have with you with your scriptures or just have it with you just a confirmation uh -huh. that there's you know that we do go on and uh and i, I think you can help others to especially those who in grief some people in grief just cannot get over the hump um, losing a loved one or friend, you know, they just, or even a dog, oh, yeah. you know, animals, people have hard trouble getting over their animals yes. that there's, you know, yeah, me too. <laughs> there's, yeah, you know, I love my animals. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you'll see them again. And uh, this yes. is comforting for people. Why I'm doing this show, because I do believe, and there is some type of life after death and, I have met so many dear friends who experienced it and the stories that they tell me are just amazing and they're going to be coming on my show too. So I'm just starting this show off, you know, a new episode fantastic. and it's on fantastic. near death experience. So it's another one. And uh, I'm grateful and honored for you to come on from such a far away. And I do want to stay in touch with you because if you do write this book, please come back and tell the story again and, and tell how the book helps help other people. And you know you can do it. I know you can. You got a pen and piece of paper, just write it down and then get somebody to edit for you. Do some pretty pictures on the outside and, you know, um, relating to your story, you know, and, and uh, you know, and I, I think you can do it. I think you can do it. I know you can. You're smart you know person and i will certainly i will certainly give it some good thought and just use the proceeds to go to a, a non-profit organization to help those in grief if you don't want to excellent idea and then use excellent. some of no, it no definitely nothing to keep yeah. god gives enough yes and and something to give back and i'm sure you'll be blessed 100 times fold for doing that as well and uh again i'd like to thank you for coming on my show it was really fun. Yes, it was really fun to have you here. And and uh, thank you. Thank you once again for sharing your message. Uh, thank you. And stay in touch with me. I'm sure we will. 
through WhatsApp. We will, for sure. And, and all you. the social media stuff out there. But thank you again, and um, you have a great evening. Okay. You too. Take care. Okay. Thank you. Take care. And I want to thank Bye-bye. my listeners for coming on and hearing Miranda's story. And uh, for for those who have a story of near death experience, please uh, send me your story or contact me by email Kathy Lee Parker at live.com. And thank you so much for tuning in. You guys have a great.